I'd like to apologise to all of you that for some reason, all episodes this week, my microphone doesn't seem to have been connected properly. So I've got that slightly tinny webcam type of noise uh, coming out of my microphone whenever I speak. You can hear enough of what I say, but it's just not particularly great. So I apologise for that. I hope it'll all be back to normal and it'll never happen again. I just thought this warning's probably better than me going back and re-recording every single thing I said. So apologies for that. Please tune in and continue to listen, and regular programming will appear next week. Alright, enjoy the episode. takes a look at the Richard Curtis film about time, two minutes at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen, and I'm joined once again with my co-host Robert E.G. Black. Hello, hello. And our special guest for this week, Alice Lauren. Hello. So, we're doing minute 13 and 14 today, um, of about time, obviously. Uh, I don't know why I need to specify that. <laughs> right, and so we start with game of tennis continuing and Tim's narration well first we've got the several times that Tim gets hit by Jay <laughs> um, and he says I was wrong um, in response <laughs> to the idea and actually one thing which I hadn't really noticed is is uh, Kit Kat and Jay yeah like she runs towards him and hugs yeah, him yeah she jumps on him <laughs> I mean I know that's Kit Kat's personality but it's Good to know that, like, we can see that between her and Jay now, which sort of means it makes a lot more sense later on, really. Yeah, I didn't notice for a long time. It wasn't until I was looking over these minutes again that I that I, I noticed that yeah, they had that little that that little hug, or it didn't just come out of nowhere later on. I thought, oh, they're just you know they're pairing the spares, you know, but no, <laughs> it was perfect. You know what I see though, in terms of Jay. Like, Jay and Rory could have been the same character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I get them mixed up quite a bit with this. I mean, it's good because you're not watching a film where someone has only one friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it feels more real in that sense. But, yeah, it's just... We see so little of them and their personalities, really. Yeah. But they could be the same person. Which, once again, is like Tim's telling us the story because he's not going to give us a long description of their personality and irrelevant details about them. And your friends are probably similar, too. I mean, it's three awkward guys. And Kit Kat's really freaking awkward, too. You know, she's kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah, you can see how Kit Kat would completely fit in with Tim and his friends. Yeah. And I guess we can see how hard Tim's trying to fit in with Kit Kat and her friend at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Tim then continues to say, Charlotte just made us both... So Charlie just made both of us look like idiots. Um, how the hell... And then Uncle Desmond says, bad luck, Tim. I like the fact that <laughs> Uncle Desmond's just... Well, that's, that's the great thing with so many of these. We can just say, Uncle Desmond's just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was the point of Uncle Desmond to have some more 
part in this film. I just, it was kind of well, like... He, he, they needed a referee for the tennis match. Yeah. Right? Well, I, but I mean, like, even as a, as a character, it's just, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know if this is based on a book or, or not, but I feel like, what was his... His purpose in the movie just to kind of have that like and everybody caters to you know the sweet you know older man next time you're around your extended family look at one of your family members and be like what is the point why of do we person? need you i know i know well, if we can, no but honestly if we, if we can say about you know jay and, and rory could have been the same character if we're yeah. just thinking purely in a movie in a movie sense you know yeah, I- at first, I wasn't a fan of Uncle Desmond, but now, like, the more I watch this, the more I really like Uncle Desmond as a character. Yeah. Like... He's sweet. I think, yeah, I think it's just great. Then Tim narrates, um, how the hell are you meant to concentrate on your game? How are you meant to live your life with this sort of shit going down? It never got better until suddenly it was almost too late. So this is the point, um, well, we have got... This is the point where you've written about, the, uh, on your the, notes, the deleted... The pajama scene, yeah. yeah. I mean, the pajamas for me is better than the tennis. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we need the tennis as sort of a montage, almost. I guess because at least I feel that this is this isn't just one tennis game. Like, at least to me, it feels like they play tennis regularly. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get that we need this in order to make it feel as though the summer has passed. But yeah, the the pajamas scene. What once I, think, I saw it, it was just I think the... so good. <laughs> The presentation of Charlotte is also a little uh, back to the like the objectification thing in the tennis match because it's like her jumping up and down and hit like moving around and stuff. Whereas here, yeah, she's dressed for bed, but she's just there. So I think the pajama scene plays a little better for her. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think once again with this like i think it's an exaggeration of tim's mind like if we are taking this as i'm now thinking of it as tim telling us the story yeah like you know the the crop top and the short shorts and the jumping about it's it's almost him remembering it and sort of over glamorizing it to an extent like like an unintentional fantasy really yeah like she yeah. could have been you know, po- ponytail, sweaty, working hard <laughs> on the court. But this is how he remembers it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what, eight, All nine years in the future. Yeah. But so then we got this pajama scene, which is just, it's really funny. <laughs> I understand that they had to cut it for time. Like, um, one of the things that Richard Curtis said was basically he realized that it was. If he put these the pajama scene and the car scene in, it was thirty five minutes before we met Mary. Oh wow, she's out of the whole first act. Well, she's already out of the first act, but it's shorter now. <laughs> um, so like it makes I, I sort of understand why they cut it, but I'm, yeah. I part of me wonders whether there was anything else they could have cut because like. I just really like this, this, the whole pajama sequence. Especially I, the bit which has me laughing every time I hear it, because I've watched these back a few times now, is when she, when Kit Kat asks him about the pajamas, and he's like, What mm-hmm. pajamas? Come on, it's the 21st century. And it's that, it's that <laughs> one bit which just, I don't know what it is. It's just his delivery of that line. It's just, I find it so funny. Well, especially because it looks like Kit Kat is wearing pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I mean, once again, in this especially, you can see the um, the flirtation. You see the flirt, like how she's semi flirting and teasing him with when oh, she yeah. comments on or nothing. So yeah, and part of me wonders whether Margot Robbie at this point in her career, like as in now, she probably wouldn't take on a role like this, would she? No, I don't think think so. so. No, not a very. I don't think it would be worth a producer to pay her for this. (laughs) But I mean, even just in terms of now, she's established enough, and. You know, she's playing all these strong female characters that love interest is a bit cliche when that's all she is. Although she would, but she has to, you know, move the. She'd have to be married. Yeah. Yeah. Has she, like, properly done? She hasn't. Margaret Robbie hasn't, like, done just a romantic comedy, has she? Like, where she is. I think so. Yeah. I always, I always confused her with Kate Upton, so I, I was trying to huh. think of that one. What was it? Um, the, well, the Kate Upton was in one was like the three women fighting over the guy. Or I forgot what it's called, but why do I feel like Margot Robbie's been in something else that's like romantic comedy ish? Uh, she was in that one with uh, Will Smith, Focus, which wasn't oh, romantic yeah, yeah. comedy, but it was like. Romantic. I don't remember much of that. Like I saw it, and I think it was good. But I still haven't seen Pan Am. That might seem more like. I mean, I don't know what like the nuances of it were, but like in the idea of like she's playing. I'm gonna assume a flight attendant, and it's like it's just about being pretty. You know, that's not really what she's playing right now. Mind you, when she was Sharon Tate in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, right. There wasn't too much to her character then, was there? No. Yeah. It's kind of weird how big a part of promotion she was with how little a part she had. Well, she has a lot of scenes. Yeah. Because of the way the movie ends, her scenes have nothing to do with any of the rest of the movie. In the end. Yeah, it it, it was a very... It's one of my problems with that movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because she's great in it, but... It's a waste of time. Yeah, the fact that it was like, it's a film about Hollywood at the time of the Manson murders, but they don't actually properly happen in the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, she was probably the best months. part of Suicide Squad. Wolf of Wall Street, she did great. Yeah. That was good. That's kind of the other, like, not, I mean, she had more to do in, in Wolf of Wall Street than be like, a piece of meat, but a lot of it was like her beauty, and and that was sort of the, the catalyst for a lot of behaviors. But yeah, I mean, she was good in um, in Terminal. That was a pretty good film. Uh, have either of you seen Terminal? I don't think so. Obviously, not no. to be mistaken with. Oh the well, I <laughs> yeah, the Terminal with Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's like it's weird. It's, Different Terminal. Yeah, it's a, it's a thriller. Like I just came across it in a secondhand DVD store. Thriller with Margot Robbie, Mike Myers, and Simon Pegg. Oh. I can't remember much about it, but I remember it being really interesting and seeing two sort of comedy actors being so serious. Like, I know Simon Pegg's done serious stuff, but, mm. like, Mike Myers hasn't really, I don't think. Um, what else has she done? Um, oh, I, I forget, she's Mary Queen of Scots. 
Um, what was it? Yeah, I, Tanya, that's what I was going to say. I, I, she has a romantic interest in Legend of Tarzan, but it's not a comedy. I mean, her, her, her little part in the big short, kind of, is a very similar reputation to her in this, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've even seen all of the big short, but I, I know her scene. Um, yeah, there's... Other than that... Um, no, there's, there's been no, like, scene film where she is just, like, the romantic lead in a rom-com. Interesting. No. I'd love to see her tackle like a major role in a Richard Curtis film. Because you know, like the way that Richard Curtis writes female characters is often, you know, commended quite well. Mm. But yeah, it's just interesting. I'll probably keep most of this tangent in the recording. Uh, builds up the episode length a bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so, and yeah. now I'm like looking up Richard Curtis, like, what, what what does he do? And then I'm like, oh, it's the stuff that you talk about normally, like the Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, the Vicar of Dibley. <laughs> I, I, I watched the Vicar of Dibley again this morning, like one of the episodes. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's genuine. I don't know whether there's anywhere you can watch it in the states, but it's one of the funniest sitcoms I've ever seen. <laughs> I assume you get Blackadder in the states, right? I know it's been available. I don't know if it currently is. I just know when I saw the actor who plays Rory in this in this movie, and I was like, "It's the guy from Lovesick (laughs) who plays Angus." I love him. I was so excited when I saw him. Oh, I'd never seen him in. Oh, I love that! I love that. But there are some there are some good like cameos in this film. Mm. Like, I mean. Richard E. Grant and Richard Griffiths, for one. Right. Who both don't get credited. They just get a thanks. Uh. <laughs> and they they were the actors, or they were... They're in the play, yeah. 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 Um, so, part of me wonders whether it's like a thing to do with the contract or with their agents and stuff. Like, as to why they get thanks credit. Because don't, like, some actors just have in their contracts, like, rules to do with how they're credited and, you know, getting yeah. paid and stuff. Because isn't there often, like, conflict when you've got, like, loads of major actors that all have, like, rules in their contracts about being, like, top build? Yeah. It also affects what you have to pay them, and if they just agreed to do it for fun, Mm -hmm. you can't credit them properly, or you legally have to pay them a certain amount because Mm -hmm. of unions and stuff, so yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like the other side of things, though, stuff, like, I think we talked about when we were doing Life of Brian, when you have, like, extras who say a line that ends up being used in the film just so they have to be paid extra. Oh, yeah. Because um, I was watching a film the other day. I was watching Ghost Town, the Ricky Gervais film. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, no. It's all right, but there's, like, um, like basically an extra in it. I think it's got, like, one line. Um, is the the Broadway actor Aaron Tveit, uh who, like... Hmm. Um, like, I didn't even realise he was in it, and then like my sister was researching a lot of things he was in after she became obsessed with Les Mis. And it was like, oh, he's in this film. And for a long time before he had like his first line, he was smiling and like nodding to different things and occasionally like muttering to himself. And I was thinking, I wonder whether he would have had to get paid extra for that mutter. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, about time, that's what we're talking about. Now, to transition back in, this is where I put my notes about the house. Because this upper hallway did confirm this is the actual house in the interiors. And there's a couple interesting details. 
For example, Tim's room is officially called Charlotte's room. Is it? Where, where, where was, yeah. where, where's that, sorry? On the... uh, it's in the blueprint of the house on the house's website. And the room Charlotte is staying in is called Billy's room. And the room that Kit Kat oh. comes from is called Lily's room. Like, the rooms all have names as to, I guess, who used to live in them. That's interesting. And Tim's room is directly above the dining room, which is Dad's study in the movie. Yeah, because when you sent me that picture, it looks so different as a dining room. It's, yeah. And it's a shame, because it means if you visit the house, like, you don't get the Dad's study, I guess. No, it's got bookshelves built in, but they're all neat and nice. And yeah. there's a fireplace on the other side of the room. I don't know if we ever see that in the movie. Yeah, I was wondering that as well. Yeah, because Alice, basically, me and Rob were talking about the fact that the house is like a rental house that you can just like book out for the weekend. Um, yeah. In Cornwall. It's like two grand for the weekend, so. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Where did they film this? Uh, Cornwall. Um, oh, they didn't film it there. Okay. Yeah. Specifically, St. Austin. It was originally set in Scotland, is, yeah. but they couldn't get like any houses that were that close to the beach. So they changed the setting to Cornwall. I know, like, man, this was a good movie to watch during quarantine when you can just wish that you were, oh, yeah. <laughs> you were out there by the <laughs> in a beach house by the sea. Um, so another interesting fact, and Robert will ignore the fact that I said this to you already before we start recording, um, is the fact that the actress who plays Joanna later in the film actually auditioned for the role of Charlotte. Oh. And annoyingly, I don't have the actress's name in front of me. It's, um, just looking at her. What was her name? Because she was in the new, wow, I'm forgetting everything. The new, like, Fast and the Furious type movie. Um, what the heck was her name? She's, like, now become this, like, quote-unquote new, <laughs> new actress. Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby, that's right. Yeah, like, her name is, like, I've definitely seen her in something else. Yeah, I've seen her name credited for a few things because her name is really familiar. Yeah, her name. Yeah, it's one of those like super familiar. It's kind of weird that she was. She was on. She was among the cast on the commentary on the Blu-ray, and like it's a reasonably small part for someone to be on the commentary. Um, Yeah, I think Tom Hughes. Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. That's what I like. Just saw her in. Yeah, and obviously she was in The Crown. I haven't watched The Crown, but yeah, she was in Me Before You. I haven't seen that in yeah. years, but I, I really like that. Yeah, episode. I haven't seen it either. Those ones. I watched it when it first came it's out, nice. and I don't think I've seen it much since. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, the, the good thing about being in like quarantine at this point, or isolation, lockdown, whatever, is looking at all of these lists and thinking, oh, I haven't seen that film in ages. I, can, I now know I can just sit and watch that film. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to... I need to, like keep making note of all of these because I'm getting to the point where I'm sitting down and I can't remember what it is that I want to watch. Um, it's just get like a scrap of paper or notes on my phone and just list every film I think of and think, oh, I haven't watched that in a while. Um, anyway, back to the notes in a minute is that we've got their final lunch with Charlotte, which, yeah, it does, mm-hmm. it does definitely feel... Like, we've hardly spent any time with her. Yeah, it's super rushed. That's why we needed the pajamas. We needed all these all these scenes. Oh, even, I, even, I, even if they were telling the same story. Even if we got the gist, you know? 
you, sh you should know by now I love Kit Kat, but I just wanted to comment one more time on the pajama scene because when they run down the stairs, mm -hmm. she says, you can hear her saying to Charlotte, let's go burn things. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I like, that is that, awesome. That must be an ad-lib. Like, that, that sounds, you know, heck it, I'm going to buy that script. <laughs> I, need to, I need to just order that screenplay. Because um, you, you said it was a physical one that was cheaper, right? It was like fifteen dollars or something. Yeah, I wanted the PDF, but the physical one is cheaper. Because wow. it confused me because it mentioned on their website something about PDF as well, and I don't know the website that well. I'll, I'll look more into it, but I think I'll probably buy the script. Because um, I mean, just to even. Like, to read these deleted scenes and see exactly where they fit in, or how things are originally written, what's yeah. ad-libbed, what isn't. It'll be... Uh, yeah, I imagine Bill Nye and Donald Gleason have some ad-libs in their scenes. Mm. Mm -hmm. And some stuff that was scripted that didn't end up in. Could be interesting for, with them. I think I, I will at some point have to get the scripts and read along while watching the film or something. Um, which could be fun. Like like physical subtitles. Anyway, final the final lunch. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is introduced with well um well Charlotte our final lunch, um, which Kit Kat dead. Uh, is is very is annoyed by. Um, <laughs> she pretends to stab herself yeah. with a fork. She's oh, I love she's she awesome. is the most Richard Kurt. Well, I said Desmond as well, but Kit Kat and Desmond are like Richard Curtis characters. Um, especially if you can find any way of watching the Vicar of Dibley. Like, they are so much like Vicar of Dibley characters. It is apparently available on an Amazon Prime channel called BritBox. I don't know if that's free, oh, but Britbox. it does I've heard a lot of stuff about BritBox, actually. Uh, because a lot of, I, well, mostly because, like, all of classic Doctor Who's on BritBox now, I think. And people are... Yeah. People are very excited mm. about that. I'm one of the few Doctor Who fans who just can't get into classic Doctor Who. Right as I started to try to watch the old ones is when they left Netflix. Mm. Oh no. I didn't know they were ever on Netflix. So. I mean, I've got some of the DVDs and I'm going to try and give them a go. But it's one of those things which when I watch it, I enjoy it, but I can never get myself like motivated to watch it. <laughs> it's weird. And I don't know where to start because I've just got random ones. I mean, I've got like the first one I could watch like an unearthly child, but but then, like, partway through, I'd have to start skipping them because they're so expensive. And I'm a... I'm a you'll probably know, have heard me say by now, like, I'm a, I'm a very physical media guy. Like, if I see a film I like streaming, I'll go and buy the DVD. Yeah. Uh, because I've just got the sort of thing about, like, owning the film. Like, I don't like libraries. I don't like borrowing books. I, I prefer to just buy them. It, it's weird. <laughs> It does mean I'm now sat here in a very small room, literally surrounded by DVDs there. Um, anyway, uh, final lunch. Um, the way, like, the, the dad here, um, we've got, oh, it's, it's a little later on, actually, but he's got the really, really lovely having you all summer. Um, and then he asks Desmond, who doesn't even know who Charlotte is. Yeah. Like, I, Des, Desmond is so stupid at this point but once again like the fact that he's caricatured almost like to, to go under the idea as I said of it being like Tim telling you the story it's like he's over exaggerated his image of Desmond almost 
Well, I was gonna yeah. say, did Richard Curtis say like he had like Alzheimer's, or is it just that he's just a dumb character? I think the line is he always had his mind on other things, though we never found out what or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but something like that. Um, so yes, we've got lovely having Charlotte here all summer, dear. Charlotte, who's Charlotte? Come on, darling. Charlotte's sitting next to you. Ah, yes, of course. Hi. Of course, Charlotte. Lovely too. And then that's the end of minute 13. So actually, the bit I was going to talk about doesn't happen until 14. So, I mean, what is, is there much else on, on visuals for 13? Uh, no. Um, in terms of camera work, it's, in, it's not that exciting. They don't put Des, uh, Desmond by himself very much. But I don't know what to take um, of that. Other than they like to look at how Kit sitting. <laughs> oh yeah, her <laughs> feet are not down on the ground. And um, I, I quite like the angle of which they've gone for the for the sort of long shot because it's it's sort of from lower down, isn't it? Like ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. It just once again sort of makes it feel a little more raw. Like I think the cameras are all handheld for most of the film, aren't they? Like I haven't really. Well, there's some moments where it's really obviously handheld, but these are pretty steady. So, like, I don't know. Maybe for the location, it'd be easier to do handheld. Um, so, yeah, I mean, are we ready to go straight on to 14? I was going to oh, yeah. say, is, is Kit Kat younger sister or older sister? Because I, I, think, I was thinking about it, and especially not to, like, get deeply into different minutes or anything, but just the idea of, like, going back in time and kind of, like, who was born first when we're thinking about that. I'd always thought I've just been thinking about younger, Kit Kat, I guess. I don't think it's said. Yeah, well, they never really say. I yeah. just kind of get that younger sister vibe, but that might just be because I've got a younger sister who can be a little like Kit Kat at times. Like, not to that extent. And, yeah, so. and it's like, it's, it, it, it's like the immature one, and you don't think of, like, you're running to your older sister to help her out. I mean, obviously, you'd run to, yeah. you know, any family member you know, after an accident or anything like that, but, like, he almost treats her as, like, like Yeah, like, his responsibility her to her life. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, like, elements of in- Tim and Kit Kat's, like, relationship and sense of humour that sort of remind me of mine with my younger sister. Like, <laughs> we have just got that, like, just that sort of relief and silliness. Especially if you're close in age. Oh, Robert, yeah. Katie's just sent me a picture of her watching About Time with the caption. This is genuinely always on in my house. <laughs> <laughs> now, in reality, uh, the actress who plays Kit Kat is a year younger than Domo Gleeson. But oh. they, I don't think they actually say the, whether she's younger or older in the movie. He just calls her his sister. Hmm. Which his is sister. interesting, actually, because I feel mm-hmm. like, is it just me or is that normally something you kind of unknowingly specify? Like, at least with my sister, like I'll often just say my little sister. Like... It's not even something I really think about, and I think that's probably the case with a lot of people. All mine are older than me, so I never specify. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm an only child, so this was like an interesting kind of window into this sibling relationships, and um, I mean, even, I don't know if it's super weird or not, that when he was talking with her on the beach at, at, at some point in the film, and, and he was saying that, you know, you... What was it like I love you just as much as I love my wife? Some I'm paraphrasing, yeah. but like you're you're equal to my wife, you know. And I'm like, my gosh, yeah. 
This whole family is like even closer than close. And, well, yeah, there there are jokes on the commentary about Tim and Kit Kat's relationship. Like when like yeah. when she jumps on top of him to wake him up in that one scene. Like on the commentary, mm-hmm. I think like it might have been Tom Hughes or somebody went out. Ah, here's the incest scene. <laughs> it was just. Oh, I think, jump, I think it was Dolan who said that, actually. Or jumps on Mary. Like, what the yeah, heck? At that point, isn't that the first time <laughs> that Kit, we've seen Is Kit it the Kat first time? Or, like, I yeah. assume they've met before, but... And this is, like, a thing that they do is almost like, oh, my God, my sister-in-law, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Katie compared her last week, Kit Kat yeah. is like a cat. Oh, yeah. That's true, the fact they call her Kit Kat is a little always, bit of a... I, I just thought they named her after the chocolate bars. <laughs> that was... Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I want a Kit Kat now. <laughs> we have... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dad asks Tim, have you enjoyed having Charlotte here all summer, Tim? Like, we know so much that the dad has has realised his crush. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Oh, he knows. But I, I, I love that because I feel like that's exactly the way my dad's acted when he knows that I've... I mean, not right in front of them, but when I've been... You know, when I've talked about someone who I've like had a crush on or whatever, then my, it's, it's, it seems a very sort of dad thing to do. But to do it right in front of her is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a dangerous move. But also a very dad move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then we have... Um, there's just, like, snippets of conversation, really, between them. Apparently, apparently in the between original script, there's a lot yeah. more conversation about, like, how the mum and dad first met and what their first date was like, and uh, they just kind of cut all of that out. Um, and then we cut to possibly one of my favourite scenes in the film, um, which is when he, when Tim knocks on Charlotte's door. She's wearing like lingerie or something. I, I mean, I don't think it is, but like on first look, I'm like, she's just like all out in a corset or something. Like, that's what it looked like at first glance. I guess, but also in the same light, like they seem to be like, I mean, they're like middle class, so I don't know whether it's anything to do with their yeah. social class. Because I mean, Tim wears like full blown stripy pajamas as well, so it's a completely different. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is a it is an odd. It, it, it is the sort of pyjamas you'd expect her to wear if she was trying to impress someone more than... Yeah. But yeah, it's... Um, so we sort of conclude this minute with the... With the... Um, so as it's your last night, can I ask you a question? She says, oh, yeah, ask away. Um, no, wait, uh, it's not going to be about love, is it? And Tim says, love, what? Well, it's just that Kit Kat warned me that if... And then we conclude this minute. It's just... Oh, I feel like I, I feel this for Tim <laughs> at this point. Like the the amount of courage that <laughs> he would have needed to go and ask her, talk to her anyway, to just be nearly rejected before he asks is just such a yeah. It's awkwardness again. <laughs> but be, but because he has this power, he could have. I mean, how it depends how you take it, but he could have been even bolder. I mean, he really could have, and maybe he did, could have just walked in there and tried to kiss her, you know, I mean, any, I mean, anything, I'm not trying to think of, like, horrible, terrible implications of, you know, you can do what you want, but, like, I mean, he could have said anything, you know, he could have, 
put you know giving her a, a pie in the face you know and and then and, and then changed it you know how bold yeah, can you be way so not this scene but i would have loved there to have been like a scene where tim just decides to like go about and break rules and laws and just it doesn't matter <laughs> it just causes much may yeah here i baked you a cake and then just you know put it in her you know <laughs> just throw it in her face yeah, and then go thinking, change it i was just thinking like tim <laughs> going out and like saying what he truly thinks about people who annoy him or like robbing a shop or something like like something that's not yeah. too major a crime to be like to be like oh i guess now tim's a murderer like you know to, but but enough to sort of be like <laughs> yeah you know what if i could travel in time and change things i'd have a bit of fun with yeah yeah how bold would you be and now what i probably still would be a nervous person because you also want to yeah, because like you know, reactions, people's first reactions time. <laughs> would still be stuck in your head, even if you know that by the end you didn't do it. So, like, if you upset someone and then went back to yeah. not upset them, that doesn't stop you from being affected by them being upset. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, if she rejects him, if she's like, oh, no, ew, you're ugly, and then he's, you know, try, you know, starts over, and he would not do the same thing again. It would still be painful. So. His look, memory's look not white. short look up a short film or there's a not as good feature based on it called time freak. That is what it's about. Mm -hmm. This guy creates a time machine and spends all of his time trying to fix one conversation. Oh. They made a feature. And it is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The short is really good. The features. Okay. What is it called again? Time. Time freak. It's come across. It must be a UK title is time after time. That does seem completely like the sort of film that I'd watch, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah. Time Freak 2011 short. It's weird, right, that in the search bar on IMDb, shorts don't come up unless you click enter. Like, I've always oh, found yeah. like, whenever I'm searching for shorts, like, they don't come up. It's the same as TV episodes, isn't it? It's just films mm. and crew. Yep. Um, but right, anyway, we might as well conclude this minute before my family start wondering mm -hmm. where I am, because we've got one more episode after this. Um, yeah. So, um, is there anything more on visuals for this, really? Or? No. It's all pretty basic. So, if, I guess it's just, have we got any, any final thoughts on this, these past two minutes before we move on to minute 15 next episode no alice you've got any thoughts on this or we covered everything i know I'm, I'm, I'm thinking but i think i think we've covered a lot okay brilliant so alice where can our listeners find you on social media yeah so um my facebook is alice lauren my twitter is at ali mesh and my my TikTok is podcast socialite. And Robert, uh, Robert UG Black uh, or LemmingDrops.com. And for me, Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero, Instagram the Ginger Luke, everything else LukeAllen.co.uk, and the podcast available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Two Minutes About Time. We're gonna get, I'm gonna get faster at that every episode. It'll just be. I'll somehow trim it down to just one word for everything by the end. Yeah. Right. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. 
uh, I'm intrigued to find out how long it will end up being. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and hopefully tune in on Friday for our Friday fun episode. Though these aren't fun. I don't know. It's like there was a sentence in my head, and then that sentence vanished and replaced itself with something so much worse. Yeah. I got that, yeah. <laughs> Go back and redo it. I'm, I mean, hold up, I'm, I'm already in a dark room. I can manage this, I'm <laughs> in the dark room. <laughs> anyway, cheerio, listeners. <laughs> The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs>